0: good afternoon depending on wherever you at the time this recording this is episode 65 of the restricted zone podcast and i'm with my usual co-host today Kyrie. introduce yourself
1: man yo yo what's going on fella
2: Ah, we back in here johnny introduce yourself man hello world just johnny tapping back in Yes, sir, Johnny, and we got Lodge back in the building, man.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: All right, we're back in Venice, man, and today we're talking basketball. We're talking about the future of uh the basketball world. You know, as you guys know, on Thursday, the NBA draft was held. We saw 58 individual players uh get their name called and get a chance to live their dream they always uh worked hard in their backyard all the nights in the gym, making sacrifices and seeing their dreams be able to come true was always a thrilling thing as a sports fan so but today we're gonna talk about the n b a draft and we're gonna talk about some of the selections that were made and give our thoughts and opinions and a a grade overall on the selection that was made so we're gonna separate this uh episode into two parts. this episode will be the Western Conference, In the next episode, we'll talk about the Eastern Conference. So with that being said, we're going to start division by division. So we're going to start in the Western Conference, as I said before, in the Northwest Division. We're going to start with the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz did not have a draft pick in this NBA draft, uh, unfortunately. Uh They could have grabbed somebody, you know, with all the drama that's going on between, you know, Rudy Goldberg and his future, what it looks like, and the coaching staff, But the Utah Jazz didn't have a draft selection. But we're going to slide right over to Denver. The Denver Nuggets made some draft selections. And I just want to get you guys' thoughts on some of the guys that they had drafted. I mean, listen, they drafted some nice pieces, in my opinion. Uh, Well, let me – could I say nice? Let's just say they're projects. Uh, They're definitely projects. I mean, Christian Braun from Kansas, he's a project. Peyton Watson, they had him going in the second round. Um, I thought he might have had a chance in the first round had he go to the combine did workouts. He didn't do either either or. So teams were really just banking on him at this point. But I feel like Kyrie, I'm gonna swing it to you first. Peyton Watson and the Nuggets getting them, I feel like it's kind of a MPJ situation, but do you believe in Peyton Watson's talent? You think he's a steal for the Denver Nuggets at the at the last pick in the first round? Uh
3: I think it's I think the MPJ comparison is pretty accurate. I mean, Peyton Watson was a five star coming out of high school and you, we watched him. I mean, he was, he was the real deal, but going into UCLA, he was, he was on a stacked squad that just had a big, uh, NCAA tournament run. I mean, they had Tiger Campbell, Johnny Juzang, Jules Bernard, uh, Hami I mean, they had a lot of guys that he just couldn't really find playing time with and, uh, yeah, it, it was. It seemed like a stretch to me as well. I mean, it was even. It was a surprise to me that he even entered his name to in the draft. I think he averaged like three points, a few rebounds a game. And um, that's not nothing. That's not a knock against him, but I just felt like he would have went back to kind of showed what he had more to kind of tap into what he showed what he could do in high school as a smooth scorer and as a as a smooth finisher at the basket. So well, yeah, that it definitely was a surprising pick to me. But I told a lot of we were watching if he if he got picked. Um, in the, in the first round and by, by a team like Denver, he definitely showed them something in workouts. So, uh, it's a reach, but it's a reach that I trust because it's the Denver Nuggets. And, uh, again, from what I've seen from Peyton Watson in the, uh, in the past, I think he can kind of get back to that with a team like this, but to go to move on to their, uh, to their first pick before that, 21, Christian Brown. Um, I actually have him as one of my steals of the draft, Colin. I love Christian Brown watching him at Kansas. I chatted to him, uh into him last year. And um just the year, just the jump that he made from his junior season, uh, his, I'm, I'm sorry, his sophomore season to his junior season as a scorer and as a shooter, uh, you can, you can see it, it was proof in the pudding. It, uh, it resulted in a, in a, a NCAA championship and uh, he was a huge part of that. He does have to work on his, his, I guess his, his shot creation ability and his handle, his live, his, uh, his live, his live action handle. I, once he kind of fine-tunes that and he's able to create his own shot, I definitely feel like he could be a secret weapon of the Denver Nuggets. But for right now, since he doesn't really have to handle a lot of that playmaker responsibility, since you you got Jokic, you got Murray coming back, you got uh, Aaron Gordon, who's a pretty good passer, Bowling Island. He's Monty Morris. I mean, Christian Brown is, all, uh, is a great cutter, and he's a guy that's, that's able to score off the ball. So I feel like he's going to be thrown in there. Um, he, well, not throwing in. He's gonna be eased in there, kind of like how Bones Holland was last year. And um, I think he can make an impact coming off of that bench with him. I, I think that was a great pick. Okay, that's pretty.
0: You know, uh, your yeah, analysis kind of line with what I thought about Christian Brown. You know, he's a guy. Nuggets aren't expecting too much out of him because they already have a good core. I mean, you got a great one-two, and MPJ if you factor in. Uh, Fine, but you know he, he's never really healthy, so you're he, he kind of gambling with MPJ. But when he played, he showed he was that guy. The Nuggets do have a potential big three there. It's just all about being healthy. Jokic, two-time MVP, Jamal Murray, one of the best young guards in the league. Then you got MPJ. They got the the potential big three all drafted by them. So you know it could be a dynasty with the Nuggets if everyone remains healthy. Johnny, I want to swing it to you. Uh, give me your thoughts on uh the Denver Nuggets picks. I mean, Peyton Watson to me felt like he was a mystery, but I feel like he could be a steal. Camogate from France, I think he's a big project. He's probably not going to, probably spend time between the G League and, and Christian Brown's the only one I could see actually fighting for some minutes. So what do you think?
2: yeah I actually agree with the aforementioned comment of um Watson. He's like a bit more of a gamble for me as well um but he was like you said he was a top uh recruit out of high school, so i mean there's something there to work with but um christian Bryan, i i agree with you guys man he's he's very intriguing to me um like the nuggets they zeroed in on him and they 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 they, they really wanted him, but they needed wing help. Like very badly, like very very badly, and I think he can step in, and just like I think he can step in and hit the ground running. Not necessarily hit the ground running, but I think he can definitely contribute very fast. Um, like he's a good athlete. Um, he he should be able to defend and knock down three pointers like at a decent uh rate, ratio. Um, he enjoyed a productive career at Kansas, but the thing that stood out to me, guys, was like his rebounding and his and his assists. Like he had like a, I think his uh, what sophomore year? I think 155 boards, 57 dimes. I have the um clutch point stats. and his junior year, 261 boards and over 100 assists. I mean, I'm sorry, that was his senior year. So that to, to, to those stats before was his junior year. But um, yeah, scouts aren't sure how high his ceiling was, but I really like him, especially working with Jokic. He's a spot up shooter, and he's really he can occasionally hit off the dribble, but he's good at catching shoot situations. And I think he could really, like, help out Jokic in that offense right away. I do agree with Christian Braun. He's very intriguing to me.
0: Okay, and, and, you know, and like I said, I think out of those three guys they drafted, I think he's the one that could get the most minutes. Hey, Peyton Watson could surprise us, and, you know, like Kyrie said, I mean, everyone had him going the second round, so, you know, for the Nuggets to pick him, cause the Nuggets have a good, uh draft history. I mean you guys wouldn't disagree with that. I mean they've drafted some I mean going back to Mello, obviously they're probably they're not even Kyrie, actually it's kinda of a little bit off topic, but I wanna ask you guys a Nuggets fan. Would you consider Mello as the Nuggets best draft pick or Jokic? Or do you feel like we need to give Jokic some more time?
1: I mean
3: Man, I really wasn't prepared to have that debate tonight, bro. I really not <laughs> No, I mean, just, you can't really, just you can't trust, really, you know, cause you know, Melo's my guy. It Melo's just crossed, it, it, it literally, it literally crossed my mind. At the same time, you can't dispute the fact, Jokic brought home two MVPs in the in a, and a Yeah, team. just say Jokic. He, he man, brought, them, he's man. brought them, he brought them <laughs> to the West Coast mind, mind. like mind. Melo did. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, not the mention you got him in the second round. Yeah, exactly. I think like pick 46 or something like that. 46, like 46 46, Talk, talk exactly. about a, uh, turning a second round pick like that from overseas to a two-time MVP. And the best, <laughs> in the best, in the, the best big man in the league. I mean, it's, yeah.
2: Gotcha. It
0: just came to my mind, literally. It's like a flash of like, wow, let me just throw that out there. Okay. But moving on with that, we got a little distracted. We move on to the next team inside. The Northwest Division. Let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. I mean, listen, the Wolves. To me, oh, we didn't give a grade for the Nuggets. What grade would you guys give them, Kyrie? I'm gonna swing it to you first. What grade are you giving the Nuggets for the draft selection?
1: Uh, I get number a B plus. B plus.
2: Uh, all right, Johnny, you what's what's the ballpark for you in terms of the grade? I'm gonna say B minus just because I don't know it's I'm going to say B minus you rock on B minus. Okay. Live.
1: Talk to me. What what grade are we giving the nuggets for the draft selection? I'll give him a B minus. A B minus.
0: Okay. Okay. So we're going to slide to Minnesota. You know, it's cold in Minnesota. Listen, Walker Kessler, as a Kentucky fan, we played against this guy. I know this guy's skill. A lot of, a lot of attention was flowing to Jabari Smith, which I, rightfully so, but I feel like Walker Kessler absolutely played a huge part in Auburn's, you know, great season, even though they fell short because of point guard play. But I feel like Walker Kessler, you pair him up or have him as a backup for Aunt Carl Andy Towns, and I feel like he could step in and handle his own. I mean, seven feet, his wingspan is ridiculous. He's slow-footed, but he could get his jump up. Uh, I feel like this was a great selection for them to get Walker Kessler at 21. And then Wendell Moore from Duke, I mean, he doesn't have an excellent skill that you could say, oh, okay, that's his best skill, but he just does everything right. You know, he, he does everything right, and he's just one of those glue guys, Uh, but he's efficient. So, I mean, Kyrie, just give me your thoughts on the Minnesota
1: Timberwolves draft selection.
3: I mean, when you think of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the first thing that I felt like they needed was defense, and you definitely got that at Walker Kessler. I mean, he's a, he's a legitimate seven-footer, and he's not a stiff either, Colin. I mean, he—you mentioned that he's a little slow on his feet, but he has—he has the the agility, I would say, and the ability to switch his hips and to kind of hawk down guards that blow by him or, or wings that might blow by him. He has that reach where he's still able to recover. He can still come up with a with a blocked shot or or a heavily contested shot. So I definitely uh, that that was probably my favorite pick by the uh, by the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves. They also went with uh, want to say his looking for his name right now. My bad,
1: Gwendolyn Moore, Kendall Brown from uh from uh, Baylor. My bad,
3: I, I had a brain fart. It was Ken, Kendall Brown from Baylor. I definitely felt like he he brings uh Defensive tenacity to that, uh, to the wings as well. He's not much of a scorer right now, but, uh, I definitely feel like he's somebody that can earn playing time because they, they, they're derived of defense and we've seen that despite them making the, uh, them, uh, winning the playing and then making the, and, and making the playoffs, they still lack, they still were very undisciplined defensively and, uh, they, they just lack a lot on those wings. I felt like grabbing those two guys really helped. All right. And I don't disagree.
1: What's your analysis on both of those guys, John.
2: Well, first of all, um, um, those are—I ain't gonna lie That got that kid from Baylor. That's an excellent name drop. I actually forgot about him. Um, but this, um, Minnesota was very—they were—they were, they were kind of interesting on draft night. Um, before, like, well, first of all, my favorite pick before I get into that is Wendell Moore. Um, I think he's got all the tools necessary. He might be a little bit slow when it comes to playing on you know, against quicker teams, but I, I think he's, 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 he's long, strong. He understands angles defensively. Like he plays good without the ball and like he, he's, he, he's not bad. He can move without the ball. He's a good cutter. I can see him contributing, but Minnesota, like they were very interesting. Um, they passed up, they, they moved around, they moved, they moved like, um, they were involved in like four different trades. I forget the details of it, but two in each round and they walked away with four players and, those and like three of them were projected to be like with those two wolves right away, but they traded back, and um they still ended up getting the guys that they wanted to get because some scouts had them projected at nineteen, even if the wolves didn't do what they did, so I think that was a good front office move um low key like Timberwolves, they just trusted their research, and they ended up getting the two players top players that they wanted, and uh Walker Kessler and Wendell Moore, but I'm particularly fond of Wendell Moore in this uh, particular uh, pick.
0: Okay, it's saying like a lot of uh, good reviews on the Minnesota Timbalt Jazz selections. Lodge, I'm going to swing it to you. Give
1: me your thoughts on their Jazz selections. I just pretty much want to say, I feel like considering what they were given in their selection, I think they probably had the best case scenario. I feel like they got their options and still came up more just turn your like,
0: audio up a little bit more Lodge. You can hear me? I hear you now.
3: Oh my bad. No, I was saying I I believe considering what the Timberwolves, and the selections they had in
1: the way they were people to make moves and still add extra players onto that. Feel like they ended up going to, going out with the best case scenario. kind of walking towards some more and Wendell Moore I feel like he'll be in up like a key future piece alongside Anthony Edwards kind of similar to how Dylan Brooks is with Dom Morant.
0: Maybe not too much offensively,
3: but sure defensively. Uh, yeah, I my I'ma just start on my grade first and I'll give them an eight, uh, eight just a class of eight. All right, okay. Uh Kyrie, give me your give me a grade for the, the Timberwolves draft selection. Yeah, I wanna give the Timberwolves an A too. Um I do wanna mention that I made a mistake. Uh I, I did forget to mention Wendell Moore. Uh got confused looking at one of the, one of the draft, uh. Yeah, I was
0: like, where did Kendall yeah, out?
3: That's my fault, bro, but that's my fault. I thought he was the Dallas. I but, had to look uh,
0: the
3: yeah I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's my fault. But, uh, I definitely think one more does really help, uh, really help as well. Um, given his two, his, uh, his two-way ability, his ability to make plays and transition. Um, I think he fits in well with, uh, with Minnesota off the rip. And, uh, again, I really, I, I love Walker Kessler. I mean, uh, uh yeah, so I, I give them an A.
2: Johnny, talk to me. What, what what grade are you giving them? I'm I'm actually gonna give them an A minus. I'm very impressed with this front office move, guys. They traded back and they gave up on players like E. J. Liddell and other players of that nature who were projected to be more talented, but they stuck to their guns and um I think they're confident in their future. Like that's that's a very ballsy move by the front office locate, and I'm gonna give them an A minus on that. All right, A-minus,
0: all across. All right, it seems like the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, have a bright future ahead of them. So we move on to the next team, the Northwest Division. And, man, Portland, oof, they picked up a guy. I got mixed feelings on him, especially after I heard his comments that he made a decision not to play for us. I don't know how to feel about him, you know. I don't know if he's really a wildcat, but
3: they announced Yeah, Kyle, we, I feel like we gotta get your opinion first on, on, on this on this one right here, man. Oh man. So, you know, listen, if he wasn't getting a
0: top ten guarantee, he wouldn't he wouldn't have ended the draft. So clearly he got that guarantee. It was I think it was reported maybe that Portland at the time. Uh could have been a team that guaranteed shading Sharp. Um, it wasn't necessarily clear, but, you know, someone broke it up on Twitter. And uh Portland decided to take this guy. And listen, 6'6", six, 7' six, wingspan, 49-inch vertical, could score on all three levels, supremely athletic. When you look at his makeup, it, it's hard for you not to get excited about what he could do. That's why I was really hoping he'd come back to Kentucky, because with him, it's like, we're national champions, but clearly the NBA was more tempting and, and obviously so. He had a workout with, with the Trailblazers and it was reported that Damian Lillard was at the workout and he, he liked it. He's really impressed. So obviously they're going to run through Damian Lillard. So Damian Lillard put his, you know, his fingerprint and if, you know, if he vouching for the guy, then it means something. So, cause they're not going to make a decision without Damian Lillard. So with that being said, I think Shaden has all the tools to be one of the best guards in the next six, seven years, you know? Like, just look at the physical profile I just described. I mean, you know, with that type of physical makeup and his athletically gifted and he's talented, yeah, the work ethic just has to match that, which it hasn't really been an issue. Never really came up in reports that it was always – it was an issue on his work ethic. So it seems like, the you know, he just comes in and does his job. And, hey, Damian Lillard, Shaden Sharp, you got Grant, they traded from Pist- um, from the Pistons. Uh, they got a nice core. Uh, they got a nice – Portland could make some noise in-, in the playoffs. Championship, I don't really know. Also, Christian Wood. Forgot a- no, Christian Wood is on the Mavs. I apologize. But, yeah, yeah it's a good roster.
1: That's my thoughts on that. I gotta agree with you, Colin.
3: Um, I think Portland going with Theta Sharp at number seven was, uh, I think it was, it was, I think it was kind of expected, like you mentioned, but I think, I also think it's a great fit for their future. I mean, I, I tell everybody when we're, t- when we talk about the Portland Trailblazers, yeah, Damian Lillard is seemingly going nowhere now, but there's gonna come a time where Damian Lillard's not wearing a Portland Trailblazer jersey no more. That's whether he retires there or he decides to go somewhere else. And, I feel like you do have a, a lot of good young pieces, and especially a guy like Ant Simon's that I'm a huge fan of. I think pairing a guy like Shaden Sharp up with him, Shaden Sharp, like you mentioned, could uh, score on all three levels. Uh, As great athleticism, can get to the rim. Um, I, it's kind of hard to gauge how well he'll adapt to the NBA because we only have, college, I mean, high school tape of him, no college tape, nothing else. So. I do think in some respects he is kind of a project, but I think he's a project that you could let adapt to the game at a faster pace if that makes sense. I think he, like you mentioned, Colin, he has the, he has the uh, overall tool set already and he just has that NBA athleticism. I think he just has a few things to work on, like his handle and his demeanor towards the def, on the defensive end. I think he could be a star one day. And, um, the second round pick that they got that I'm, I'm really a huge fan of too, coming out of Colorado. Um Jabari Walker they got him at the 59th pick and I kind of thought he, he might have went higher in the first round I mean in the second round excuse me um I, I like Jabari Walker he is he, uh he's a stretch big about 6'8 215 has long arms can create from the perimeter has some back to the basket game and uh son of former NBA player Samaki Walker so I feel like he he has that that edge and he has that, he has that skill set to kind of translate to and earn himself a roster spot from, uh, from that late second round pick for the, uh, for the Blazers. So I really like what the Blazers did in this,
1: uh, in, in this draft. Definitely, but
0: the prize possession of this draft is Mr. Shaden Shark himself, Mr. Kentucky. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to swing it to you. Give me
2: your thoughts on the Portland Trail with the trash, uh, draft selections. Shaden Sharp, man, oh my God! Well, yeah, it was expected, but I'm six t- six, two hundred and one pounds, but he's got, but he could do, but he seemingly can do it all. This kid, this kid is—he's going to be the cornerstone for the Blazers. I have to agree with everything you guys said. After Dame leaves, um, this kid's going to take over. I don't don't get mad at me, Colin. I really want to back up that Jabari Walker point because man, oh man, I I don't want to say it still. I think he went fifty-seven. I think he went to fifty-seven, which is still bad because I thought he would have went higher too. And I really think he deserved that. Like, did like I? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe because of where he came from, out of Colorado. But yeah, I, I, I'm biased in this. My opinion for why well, I like this pick is because I'm biased when it comes to second generation players. Like, I love second generation NBA players. Like, I feel like they carry on the legacy. And like, if you're a fan of the game, it's just fun to watch like second-generation players, especially if you ro- if you watch their fathers play. So, um, But, yeah, I think he, what, he's got a ring with the Lakers too, Samaki Walker. So, yeah. But, anyway, th- this kid is very, very interesting to me. And th- I think he's a good fit to back up Shaden Sharp, um, not particularly for his shooting. Obviously, he wasn't known for three-point range. I think he shot, like, what, like 34%, which wasn't that bad. But he shot, like, seven – he put up, like, seven attempts per game in college. So that, I mean, obviously he won't, that'll be, that won't be his game with Portland, but he doesn't have, that doesn't have to be. And Portland has a pattern here, fellas. They, they picked up Jeremy Grant and they got Shaden Sharp and they're, they just added another six, eight uh, forward with a six eleven wingspan. So like this, like this kid, they have a pattern of, they're just trying to add, stretch like stretch defense and they're trying to add like multiple defenders that can guard multiple positions. I agree. I really do like this um draft that Portland had. I think it was low key underrated.
0: Definitely man, and I I'm actually can't wait to see some of the Portland games. I hope they have a couple of national televised games. I'm definitely looking forward um to seeing how Shaden, you know, integrates himself into the Portland lineup. Uh do you guys think he'll start, or do you guys think he'll start off the bench? If he works, if the summer league pans out well, training can't, you know, Simmons is I, tough. Simmons I think he's is tough. I think the <laughs> uh, nah, you don't think he, yeah. he starts? Nah. I think
3: I think they start straight off the bench. You, 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 okay, all right. I mean, I mean the the, the backcourt is going to be Damon, Damon, and Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Simmons Sim, Simmons is tough, bro. So, it tough, know, get... it's tough, but we get... You can't remember, I mean, you can't forget, And Simon is a certified bucket, and he, he's athletic in his own right. He, he won the duck contest, didn't he?
2: Yeah, bro, I mean, and
3: I, mean, I, I just, I believe didn't, so. I
2: didn't know he could shoot till, what, like, I think, not the bubble year, I think the year after that. I'm like, oh, this kid could shoot too?
1: High school, since high school, he been to shoot. Yeah,
3: What was that, Lodge? That was me. I was just saying.
0: I was, I was just saying. Anson was is tough. I was just saying. he, he Oh no, sounds is tough. You you kind of went out. That's why I had to. But uh, I'm gonna swing it to Lodge on this one. Lodge, just give me your thoughts on
1: on the Portland Trailblazers' draft selection.
3: I just feel as though they kind of just went with like the most like eye candy pick for as far as this future with or without Dane, you know. And honestly, I think. Looking at it like, like more like more serious, and not like just national. I just feel like Dame should leave at the end of the day. It will be interesting to see him with a bigger guard alongside him rather than C.J. McCollum and see how that trans translates. Because people are comparing him so much to Zach Levine, so I can imagine just just thinking about that enough, like kind of intrigues me. So I definitely want to see how, how they do. So I think they drafted well considering picking, uh Shaden sharp. What
1: grade would you give them? What's the uh, final grade? I'll give them... Mm, I'll give
2: them an A. Give them an A? Johnny. Cool. What what are we giving them? Um, I would give them a high B, only because there have been reports of, like, Shaden Sharp's lack of experience against, like, high-level competition. Like I don't know why that I read I read a small article on that. Um I think he'll be okay as far as like rookie wall concerns, but I'm gonna give him a high B just in case.
0: Okay. Uh I myself I am gonna give him a, a, a B plus. Uh, just off the kids talent, upside and potential. Uh but the work ethic's never been in question. So that's why I'm really high on this. So if the work ethic's never been questioned uh, I think Portland's in good hands for the future and temporarily now. But with that, we slide over to the last team in the Northwest Division. Man, oh man, I think one of the top two winners of this draft. In, no, it were, there were three major winners in my opinion. Two teams in the West, one team in the East. OKC, okay, man. I mean, listen, if there's one general manager I'll never doubt besides Greg Popovich, is this man, Sam Presti. I mean, what he did was unprecedented. Drafted three Hall of Fame MVP players. That'll probably never happen again. Maybe not. Maybe we won't live to see it. But that's just, and then picking up Serge Ibaka, picking up little gems here and there, Stephen Adams, just phenomenal draft, you know, selection. So I never question what OKC does. So, with that being said, they take Chet Homegrid, who OKC felt like in their eyes was the best guy in the draft class. I feel that to a certain extent, but I'm gonna still stick with Jabari Smith. And then, and then with the 11th pick, so this is what they had did. They followed up by trading for another first round pick, giving it with Knicks, D-Knicks, aka Kyrie Lodge's favorite team. Uh, they gave three future picks to the Knicks with the 11th and 12th picks. Then they went with Ozma Dean and Jalen Williams, who in my opinion, they were great picks, but I kind of feel like they should have drafted AJ Griffin in my opinion. If that was a the route they was going with getting, um, Jalen Williams, but hey, I'm not complaining. I like him too. I think he, I think he's great from Santa Clara. I watched his highlights, watched the sky report with him. I think he'll fill an OKC. I just feel like A.J. Griffin was the better in terms of talent, potential, and he was younger than him. And then with the last pick in the second round, they take another Jalen Williams from Arkansas. Watched him play against us. He was a beast. Uh He definitely played a part between J.D. Note, him. And Arkansas just had a nice squad. And and seeing OKC pick him up in the second round, uh OKC has one of the best developmental programs for young prospects. And I feel like all four of these picks could be a potential cornerstone for OKC moving forward. Uh, listen, Johnny, uh, talk to me, man. I mean, Kyrie, what, what do you think about
1: OKC's draft selection? Yo, I don't really agree with you, bro. Wait, you me. gotta speak up a little bit more. You hear me now? Nah, not just a little bit more. How about
3: now? Got you. Yeah, yeah so I, I think. I, I definitely gotta agree with you. I think is definitely one of the biggest winners uh coming into this draft. I mean getting Trek Holmgren and uh I, I I agree with it. I agree with, with going with over with Smith because over Jabari Smith 'cause I just feel like that size and that length is just simply too overwhelming. I mean the kid ever, I, I ninety five pounds. He averaged almost four blocks a game. And uh just his mobility on just his mobility at that size at seven feet tall, being able to shoot being able to recover, and, and I, I get it. Javari Smith can do a lot of the same things, but I just feel like Cheryl Holmgren kind of just kind of fits better with that OKC squad. You think you think of Shea Gildas Alexander, a guy that can really he, he can you
1: know, run the offense, he can score himself, and he can find. Josh Giddy can do the same thing.
3: He can shoot a little bit, he can get to the rim, but he can find guys. And that Holmgren is, is the ultimate target, being that he can shoot from the outside and. His hands are five, five,
1: so, I definitely
3: love the Chet Holmgren-Pip. You just had to mention,
1: I was hoping we we could save all the Knicks talk until our next episode when we talk Eastern Conference
3: because I would have been cool with Usman. I, I said it in uh, you know, my draft episode. I think Usman could possibly be one of the biggest steals in this draft, too. But I'm going to
1: trade up from number 11 to get to see something in him as well. Um The best way I can describe it is honestly just a, just a bigger, like, Nick tune, Like that's just that's, that's just the best way I can explain. I mean, about six, I'm cute. Put your song. volume a little bit up, bro. You still hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah,
3: long long frame can handle the rock. Um, not a great shooter, but his, his jump shot has potential. He doesn't have a broken form. And um, he, he has some playmaking abilities, too. He has some playmaking abilities as well, and does a good job of finding guys out of the pick and roll. So I love that pick as well. Then I'm going to wrap it up with Jalen Williams at number 12 where they went, uh, they went back-to-back right here. Another guy I think is a huge steal. He has a little bit of Tyreek Evans in him. Just a, just a little bit. When I watched him play, he has a little bit of Tyreek Evans. I mean, being six, six having long arms, being able to, to, to get his own bucket from the perimeter and, and take it to the rack when need be with his crafty ball handling. And he's great out of the pick and roll as well, can find guys. I feel like he's a better he has better vision than Tyreek Evans. But mm. I think he has better vision than Tyreek Evans. His is
0: on level. You know how much I, I love Tyreek Evans, man. I, I, I that's a bold I, statement.
3: Bro, a guy like him coming off their bench and just the team and he again, he adds length, which my dang adds length. You think a guy they already have short. That team is just gonna be so overwhelming defensively, and they—they they might not be good yet, but they're going to be a team. A lo- they're going to be a team. A lot of teams hate playing in the, in the Western Conference and, and night in and night out. That's going to be a team. Look at middle of January. oh, Man, I don't feel like playing them. Tonight. I don't feel like playing them tonight. It's just too overwhelming. They just—they just get up the team. All, all the guys can switch. They—they they just have awesome rim protection. Guys like Pau I can throw in there as well. I mean.
1: Like OKC, okay, yeah, excellent draft. I'm giving, I'm giving straight up.
0: Okay, I definitely don't, uh, I definitely don't disagree with some of the analysis and statements you made. And like I said, the Tyreek ones, oh, I, I OKC, okay, another team in the West. I'm looking forward. They probably won't have any national televised games. They might because Chad Homer in the second, you know, so they'll probably try to get him on TV as much as they can, but. I'm definitely looking forward to watching OKC play. Uh, listen, Johnny, talk to me.
1: Just give me your thoughts on OKC, (laughs) their future, the jazz
2: selections. I love Chet Holmgren. I remember being a man. He made me a Zags fan just in the tournament. I'm like, yo, this this guy's bucket. He is a bucket. I was like, who? What is going on here? But. He, I, I, I thought it was something weird with him when he held back his physical. I, I, I guess, I, I guess he low key didn't want to get drafted by them. But I've heard players do that sometimes. Like they'll hold back their physical to certain teams that they want not interested in or may not be quote unquote rumor or whatever. But bottom line is that that wasn't nothing to dig into. He, they, they, the OKC got the guy they were supposed to get. I think he'll fit well in there. I think he'll get the basketball. Shades a willing passer. Um, I, th- I think he'll be fine there. Uzman Dane, I do, I, I, I do, uh, agree. I think he is like, might have been, I think he might have the biggest upside, uh, of any player taken, like, in the lottery area. I think, Uzman. I, I think he might have the biggest upside. I, I, it, I'll be interested to watch him, but I want to talk about the two Jalen's. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie, Colin, Santa Clara, for Santa Clara, Jalen Williams. Well, first of all, shout out Santa Clara. I don't think they had a player drafted since what Nash, I think. So shout-outs to them for that. But Jalen, what, what he averaged in college over three years there with 18 points, about four boards. He averaged about four assists. I think that might be more than Tyreek Evans. <laughs> but he shot 51% in and whatever. And, like, I think he played, like, 30-plus games or whatnot. I, I I think he'll have a good upside as well coming off the bench. I think he'll be an interesting player to watch. But the bigger Jalen from Arkansas, like, I I I really do like him. Like, he's an intriguing talent. Like, he, he, uh, he took, he's really good on defense, but he took a lot of charges in college. And that is, like, something that really attracts scouts. Like, that, that's one thing I've I've noticed about him on defense. Like, he's not afraid of taking the punishment and, and sacrificing his body for his team. And that's, like, a low key stat that probably may boost his attraction in the draft. But I, I, I really love OKC. They were, they did what they were supposed to do. And um they're gonna be a competitor maybe two, two years from now. I give them a year and a half, two years from now, they'll be a serious competitor.
0: Alright, okay. Uh, definitely man, I, I'm just excited for OKC's future man, I mean. I mean, I don't know what record they'll have upcoming, they'll probably won't, they won't make the playoffs. Hey, they could surprise us and make the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs, but if they were to make the playoffs, I mean. Chet Holgrim just better be, just believe he'll be a major part of that. Shea Gills Alexander is going to do what he does. He averages like twenty five.
2: Like he's a beast. He's hey, an all star. And his three point shooting, Shay's three point shooting has really impressed me. He's he's work. His work ethic has been a,
0: that's why he overtook uh the five. He was a four star recruit, overtook the five star recruit spot as a starting guard. He never looked back. Played himself into the lottery. That work ethic speaks for itself. So, you ain't gotta worry about Shay Gillis as needed. Lodge,
1: I'ma swing it to you. OKC. Talk to me, man.
0: OKC is nice, isn't
3: it? I'm just gonna just start it out with A+, just top to bottom. A+. Oof. They probably, they, to me, they had the best draft out of any team considering what they were. Mmm. I've been trying to get what they needed. They literally, Every draft pick they had, they can literally use and put on their bench. There's not one player you think you are gonna have to put on a two way. To be honest, so it's just like rare. Yeah, it is rare. So it's just like that. To me, that that's probably like that's one of the best drafts I've seen in a while. Now, now it has to pay off to to, to, to me to solidify, and I feel like the key is Usman Jang. If he if he's able to, to be like that, like I don't even. In a way, like kind of how John Jonathan Kaminga was in the beginning of his stages in the Warriors, but maybe not as explosive, but just that kind of key, just raw piece, just up and down the court for them on both sides of the other of ball. So I feel like he he'll be the key, and like uh Johnny was saying, his upside may be the best, biggest in the lottery. And I feel like he has just a lot, just a lot of untapped potential that that he can get into over there. I mean, that
0: okay. Oof! When you break it down like that, Lodge, I, I, I don't know, but it, it's another team. We're gonna get to them. Uh, we're gonna get to them, and they're gonna be one of my top three, uh, winners of this draft, in my opinion. But we leave the Northwest Division. We slide over to the Pacific. Phoenix Suns didn't have a draft selection. They probably should have tried to get a draft selection. They probably had to cough up some few pieces. This situation is, uh, it has clouds over it. DeAndre Ayton, uh, we don't know what's the situation with that, whether he'll be able to find a way to negotiate a suitable contract for him or, you know, he'll have to probably take off to a team that'll give him that, the money he feel like he rightfully deserves. But we're going to move on to Golden State, the reigning champions. Uh, I just want to flat out say Patrick Baldwin going to the Warriors couldn't have been a more ideal spot. I couldn't, I'm surprised that never even crossed my mind, him and Golden State. Like, Golden State and the Nuggets have a tendency to pick guys who were, like, really highly recruited, like, top five, top three guys. Then they slip due to whatever reason in college, not playing well, personal, whatever, et cetera. They come into the league, get drafted by the wars, another phenomenal organization when it comes to development of players. And I feel like Patrick Baldwin's going to blossom. I genuinely feel like... He's going to blossom. I mean, the kid was a top-five recruit. He could have gone to Duke, but he chose uh to play for his father. That didn't turn out well. Uh Ryan Rollins, the second-round pick, the 44th pick from uh Toledo, Uh I think that's another nice pick for them. He probably won't get as much time. He'll probably be back and forth. And I just feel like, to me personally, just on the Patrick Baldwin pick, I- I'm going to give the Warriors uh A-minus. A-. That's where I'm going with this. I'm giving them an A-minus. I'm
3: gonna swing it to you, Kyrie. What's your thoughts? I think an A minus is a little too high, and I'm a huge Patrick Bowen fan. I'm a huge Patrick Bowen advocate. Um, coming out of high school, Colin, I, I guys, I honestly thought he was going to Duke, going to Duke, and uh I, I see see what Duke did this past season. That honestly would have been scary. I felt like he would have fit right back, and he has the talent to do so. But I felt like. Him going to play at Milwaukee under his dad, he played down to his competition, and not to mention he only played eleven games, and he didn't show off that 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 same stroke that he had in high school. Patrick Baldwin in high school probably had one of the smoothest jump shots I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the, 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 the guy, the guy, the guy could shoot like flat out. He he could shoot, and at six ten with that length, his he he that high arc, he's just able to get his shot off. as was able to get his shot off in so many different ways and so many different angles. And above above the defense so effortlessly. So I I still see that potential in him, but just with based off of what he did this past season and at, playing against lower competition than what he we we expect him to be able to play against. And then going to the draft combine and posting the athletic numbers that he had. I mean, I think he put up uh, like like a twenty four inch vert or something like that. Yeah, yes, and his. his I think his um some of his agility drills ranked lowest as well, and uh yeah, it's 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 really hard to it's really hard to have hope and when you see stuff like that, feel me. But at the same time, I'm still a believer. I, I definitely agree with you. Going to an organization like Golden State, that's definitely uh that's definitely a blessing. Um, just simply because we we see how they develop guys now, you see how they they've been developing guys since since Steve Kerr has been there. And, uh, well, Mark Jackson, we I should say Mark Jackson started off and Steve Kerr picked it up. Right. He so showed, he showed consistency and consistency in developing the draft picks. And, um, I don't see why Patrick Baldwin can't be one of those guys. Like I said, I definitely believe he has the talent to do so, but I'd give it, uh, I'd probably give it like a C plus.
1: I'd probably give it like a C plus B minus. Okay.
0: All right. I mean, I'm i just really high on Patrick Baldwin. But he disappointed so much in college. It could have been a numerous, you know, maybe the defense was focused solely on him because they knew he was the only threat,
3: et cetera, et cetera. Not to cut you off, Colin, but I'll say this. I feel like they should have went with EJ Liddell right there. Mm. And, and, And he's another one. That yeah, I, I was surprised. You know,
0: we'll get to him later because he he really mm-hmm. dropped. i definitely
3: go the right there. I, and yeah. I felt like, I feel like he's the better prospect right now. Honestly,
0: Oh, he's by far the better prospect right now. But if we're talking about potential and long term. Uh, Patrick Baldwin by far is the better prospect in terms of potential and long term what he could do. But you that's all it. potential. Potential is the key word, and it's such a misleading word. Uh It's definitely a half-baked word too, because it's all on what if. So, but I'm not disagreeing. EJ, yeah, that yeah. would have been fine. They still would have got an eight a- minus in my book. The Warriors rarely make bad draft draft day selections. Uh Johnny, talk to me, man.
2: Draft day. Golden State. Well, I think they might have hit another home run again. Especially with Baldwin, like, like, like you said before, he was like, one of the top players in his draft. What did he play? What did he play for his dad? I didn't know that. Uh, what was it? University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee? Um, that was, I got to, I, I, I mean, what, 12, I, I, got him on, what is my stats on him? Uh, 12 points there, six boards a game, 11 games. Like you said, t- that's not only 10 starts. It's not really. Here's something interesting though. I'm not going to lie. He broke the school's record <laughs> by a freshman in his debut with the double-double. And I think he um, he played Robert Morris when he was w- with Milwaukee one game, and he hit, like, six threes straight. He was, like, on fire that game. That, so he had a few good showings, and I think that also, like, helped his draft status because the Warriors, let's not forget their development team. I think he's going to be fine. I think this kid is going to – I think he's going to be a heck of a developer, especially coming off the bench. Uh, Rollins. I like Ryan Rollins. He's a certified bucket getter to me. Um, I think he'll be I think I'll, I I'll fifty fifty on how I feel as far as his contribution right away, but I really am a fan of Patrick Baldwin myself and he's young. He's young, twenty, I think, what, nineteen? I think. Um, I'm very yeah, I'm pretty much a fan of his upside.
1: Patrick Baldwin. P B. Uh Elijah, I'm gonna swing it to you. Talk to me. Give me your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors jazz selection.
3: Oh, I'm gonna give them a f uh I'm gonna go with a flat B. It's strictly because one just the, as they as they've shown, like, they can pull themselves out of anything. They can literally go from having one of the best scores of all time on their team and two years later they can win another championship. With with yeah. the clear pieces that have and just small like just Journeyman people that they kind of just bring up and turn him into new, like, new, new age, like, different faced people, hence Andrew Wiggins. And as far as Patrick Baldwin, I just feel like they'll, they'll just make him come alive. He'll just be that just, in a way, just like their version of slow-mo, so more offensive and he's just gonna be scary. He's gonna be just like a, just, just like a pick and pop, just, just, just assassin for them, especially off the bench in like, late third quarters and stuff like that.
0: I, I really feel like, in terms of development between the only other team I feel like that would've developed in nearly as well is probably the Spurs.
3: Not probably. It is the Spurs. Oh you don't even he ain't even he ain't even like I don't even know if he coming back. So it's just like he ain't even like make it make it known yet. So
0: Well, I they, they still have a nice development there in terms of the staff, but Greg Popovich is the main one.
3: Bro, you need his face walking around that building for things to be right, dog.
0: (laughs) You need his – hey, man, his presence definitely does uh, elevate the organization, even if they're not back to their heydays, you know, winning championships. But, Lodge, you say he was giving it a a B plus. No, just a
1: flat B. Oh, just a flat B. Kyrie? Yeah, I'm going to go with plus.
0: C+. plus, okay. Johnny?
2: B plus for me. B, yeah, B plus.
0: Alright, okay. Uh, overall, uh, solid, solid in, in you guys eye. But we're gonna swing it over now. We're gonna swing it to the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, they only had one draft selection. Mulissa Diabate from Michigan. Uh, this pick right here, uh, it was kinda one of those, it wasn't too many options, uh, at that pick. You, you kind of had to go with what you had to go with. Um, he didn't really show me anything in Michigan. Uh, I'm not really high on him, honestly speaking. He'll probably be in the B uh, the G League most of his career. I mean, hey, you know the Clippers' development in terms of prospects. I'm not entirely sure, but
3: uh I, what was you saying, Kyrie? I said you wilder, bro. You 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 kind you do my boy sad right now. <laughs> Like it, I mean, but it's like, cause I think he should have came back to Michigan.
0: That's I really feel like he should have came back to Michigan, or at least he should have spent another year in college. I, I don't feel
1: like he
3: was right. Hunter Dickinson is going to be the focal point of that team again, isn't he coming back? Is... What do you say, Kyrie? I didn't hear you. I said, isn't Hunter Dickinson coming back, going back to Michigan?
0: Yeah, but he. He could have slid to the fourth, cause
3: uh-huh. Hunter, Hunter plays the fourth, they could switch, Hunter. But, but the thing is, they're both paint oriented, and that's, I feel like they kinda held Musa back. But he could, then he
0: could have transferred to a different school that would have given him a clear cut, significant opportunity. I just felt like he needed, like, a, another prospect we'll talk about later, well, he was, he's in the Easter Conference, but I felt like he should have came back another year. He actually would have made himself a first round lock, but, That he's the only Clippers draft selection, I'm i going to give it a C, a flat-out C, just because, hey, listen, Jokic turned himself into a two-time MVP. Isaiah Thomas was Mr. Irrelevant. I'm not saying, Draymond Green, I'm not saying he could do that, but, you know, don't dismiss second-round picks. So, but I'm just going to give it a C for now. I'm going to swing it to you, Kyrie.
3: Uh, I get it. I'm not saying you're wrong, Colin, by any means. Because I definitely feel like he, it, it, would going back his second year be beneficial to him? I can't argue that. I definitely feel like it would have. But I feel like showing, showing what he did for a school like Michigan, and coming in, in a system that's already set, and they already have their established players. And he kind of made his mark on the defensive end. I felt like being able to switch out on this perimeter, really get low and guard guys, and then contest shots at the rim with his length. And on the offensive end, he's, he's sure to be a really good lob threat and, and can really feast off of the offensive rebounds. He's really active with his length and his athleticism out there. Is he still raw? Yes. He he can miss a lot of fouls. He does turn over the ball, uh, a, a little too often for my liking, but I definitely believe in Musa, uh, I definitely believe in Musa Diabate. I think he has a lot of upside. He's still really young. He's only 20 years old. Um, I, I, I really like this for the Clippers who do have a lot of vets on their squad that, down the line aren't always going to again aren't always going to be there i think he's just good youth to have to kind of develop along the way and and to be one of those uh be some athleticism down the line for for a guy like Zubac who i think they're going to keep long term whoever they decide to have at center by that point i think he's going to be a good complimentary piece at that for sometime down the line so i i I give it like i give it a B, a, a B straight up simply because i was their only pick and i felt like a guy like Musa Diabate, he, he he has some, he has some upside. He has a lot of upside.
0: But don't the Clippers have a lot of like at the four and five?
3: Who who's currently at the four and five for the Clippers? I know. I mean, you got the uh the Morris brother, Zubac. You got Zubac. Uh, you got, uh Robert Covington who just resigned. Isaiah Hartenstein who's coming on.
0: Like what what point in time? It, like. Like,
3: let's really be honest. I mean, I, like I said, I don't I expect him to make an, an immediate impact. I'm just saying I think he's going to be nice. I think he's going to be useful down the line.
0: All right. Well, this, cool. all, this is based on potential, you know.
3: And that, they're not super athletic. I feel like the Clippers do need a little of some, some athleticism, some youth on um, on the front line. All
0: right. Okay. Johnny, give me your thoughts on the Clippers' sole
2: selection in the twenty twenty two draft. Uh um, I do agree. First off, with you, Colin, I think he should have. I do. I I think this guy should have stayed in college one more year. Um, I think he's. I mean, what nine points, six boards, about a block, and fifty four percent shooting in college or in his lone season at Michigan. But I mean, he had this one game against Iowa, um, with twenty eight and eight um had a pretty nice i think what one block shot too no but 28 and eight uh more importantly against iowa and um i think yeah i I think i think my personal opinion in that is like the clippers are looking at him because they liked his motor um as far as with that 43 pick and what they could do it i think they liked his motor he's shown the ability that he, he 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 can guard multiple positions on defense and that 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 matters. That brings a little bit more athleticism, like you said. The the Clippers are not that athletic. He's kind of like he is kind of like undersized at like the five four position, but like where the game is going, like for bigger players in this league, you either either or, bro. You either a rim protector or you guard wings, multiple positions, and he can kind of do both. So that gave him some upside to get picked. Um, be I mean I would say. Can we do a C plus plus? C plus plus. Because of what they had, the pick that they had. And this kid, I think he should have stayed, but he had that he he had a very good showing against Iowa. Um he, he's got some good upside and the Clippers are begging for athleticism.
0: All right, I mean C plus plus plus. All right, that's 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 how Johnny's rocking. <laughs> Never heard that before, but we'll make that an official grade just for my man Johnny. Uh, Lodge, I'm gonna swing it to you, man. Just give me your thoughts. He said he said a comment earlier.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm going to just give it a B because, for one, like Johnny was pretty much explaining, considering who they have on just, like, their their front line, they're just not athletic at all, and they don't really – like, even with Zubak. Zubak's their best center, but at times, if you watch him, he'll get lost out in the perimeter, getting switched out on, and he'll get torched. With somebody like Miles, who's just, just naturally and just youthfully athletic, who's already – you don't really need to teach him that. He's already shown that he can do that. The only thing you pretty much need to teach him it's kind of what you want him to get him on, give you an offensive end, maybe a spot up three ball. To see if he can be like literally an, an elite pick and roll guy. But coming right out the box, I feel like the, the way they, from where they picked him, I feel like he was perfect considering what they needed. Cause they already have loaded with shooters. They have two all star pieces and they, they, have, they, they might have they needed another point guard, but right now where they're speaking, they like Reggie Jackson. So, and we haven't seen him uh played with Kawhi and Paul George in the court at the same time since, what, two years ago? So, yeah, I, I like the pick, and I'll give it a B. Alright,
0: Lodge, B, Johnny C+++, plus, Kyrie, what, what, what's your grade? I, I give him a B. A B, okay. Alright. I think I'm the only one to give him a C. I just feel like we'll just have to wait and see. We we'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just gotta wait and see. I feel like you know, you guys all made some solid now, especially with said The bigs for the Clippers, they're slow, unathletic. The Abate could probably change that. He could get some minutes. I still feel like he'll probably be going in and out the G League. But we'll see. Nothing but the best for him. So, with Slide, we're still in Los Angeles, of course. So, the Los Angeles Lakers. They had no picks originally, but they swung a deal with Orlando to get the 35th pick on the day before the draft. And then they decide to select Michigan State guard Max Christie. Now, I, Christie to me at 35 is definitely a good – I thought he was a first-rounder. Kyrie, I don't know. I think you had him in your first round. I thought he was a first-rounder. Didn't expect to see him fall to the second round. Glacier's picking him up at 35 is probably one of the, the big steals. It's a lot of steals in this draft. I, will, I won't even lie to you. It's a lot of steals in this draft. He's one of my pain. Lakers getting him at 35. Listen to me. Uh He's a young guy. He's a nice shooter. Got some athleticism to him. I like the pick. Uh
3: Talk to me, Ree. Yo, I love the pick, too, man. You guys know, to be a one to done under Coach Tom Izzo, you really got to have some stuff to you. And – his numbers aren't going to. His numbers aren't going to jump out to you. He put up about nine points, three boards, and uh, about three boards and almost an assist a game, a little over an assist a game. But his shooting numbers weren't that good either. Shot under forty percent from the field and about thirty-two percent from three. But Max Christie has a lot of upside and has and has had some moments in uh, with Michigan State where he showed that he could be a great off-ball scorer and a guy who down the line could also create his own shot. And that's something that the Lakers desperately need. I, I personally feel like this move is kind of a warning to to Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn and guys like that who are coming back next season and going to expect to have playing time. And it, I think guys are going to look at him and say, hey, you, you're going to have to watch out for him because this kid can shoot. He's Ooh. still slight of frame, but he, he his frame, I, I, I was watching some of his offseason workouts. And on top of him just having a, a – a, a deadly outside jump shot. His frame is filled is filled out a little bit too. And he was already a, not a great defender, a solid defender at Michigan State. He's able to move his feet. He can stay in front of you and he doesn't back down. But I think Adam more I think adding more in that muscle, uh a, a little more of that core and that lower body strength, I definitely is gonna serve I think is going to serve him well. And again I think I definitely think his offense is going to uh transfer to the league. Again, six six um have some has some athleticism but has the ability to elevate, create uh separation on his on his uh on his shots. I love the Max Christie pick. I give it an A for the Lakers. A for the Lakers. Johnny. Is it
0: A
1: for the Lakers?
2: It's a A for the Lakers and an A plus for Rob Palenka. <laughs> for sure. The vice president. Like yeah, he had two he had two jobs that night on draft night. Get a acquire a pick and then get a wing. He did both like <laughs> good job. Like for real, I I, I really do like Christy. um, a young though, 19 year old, but I, I, I like him. I really do like him. He provides shooting. Like you said before, what's the Lakers need. And I, I don't want to get too picky because he's going to make these dudes put a hand up real fast, but I just want to see him spread his, his, his shot range out a little bit more. Izzo kept him in the corner a lot. And, um, and But he did shoot – they hit him at 32% or 32.5% from three. I don't – I think – I thought it was more. I felt like he made more. Like, this kid can really, really shoot the basketball. And But I think he's really good on catch and shoot. I think his catch and shoot is underrated. But he can come off – he can come off screens. He can come off on motion, just plant and rise. Like, this kid's going to he, – he's a shooter. I think he'll it'll be fun to get him working with, like, LeBron. Like, I think he'll get better – looks like i I think this kid is going to be good uh he's got like a 6'9 wingspan six foot five uh what five-star recruit mcdonald's all-american um they had him projected to be a top 30 but um you know the lakers they did what they did and you know they put themselves in position for him i think they what bought a higher than expected pick but yeah i I really really do like this kid like he's he's got he's got a fundamentally sound shooting stroke tom enzo really gave him Credit, and like you said, one and done on under Tom Izzo, you got to be a somebody. So I really do like Max Max Christie, despite his age. I, I really do like him. Mad Max. Huh, I like it. Lodge,
1: give me your thoughts on the new young Lakers. I'll
3: give them an A. I feel like, to me, it was just, again, like, coming into a draft, not having a draft pick, and you end up grabbing one last minute and then getting a prospect like this, who I've heard, was pretty much just, 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 just showing his behind in, in workouts pretty much. Just, just, just showing he has a crazy NBA ready shooting stroke and, and, and then there's more and more to tap into. Like Kyrie was saying, he was looking like he was filling out. He going to become like maybe a more all around athlete. Not going to be as frail coming in, hopefully. And, uh, I just feel like it's a good step for the Lakers and let's just hope they don't come back with, with, uh, what Westbrook are in line. That
0: sounds like a good, I mean, honestly speaking, I feel like this is one of the Lakers best, this is Lakers best drafts in, in the wild in terms
1: of the prospect.
0: And one of the best prospects in my opinion. So I feel like the Lakers did well in this draft and I feel like moving forward they're setting themselves up for the future. Uh, we're going to move on to the next team in the in the Pacific division. We gonna talk about the Sacramento Kings. Oh, how I wish Chris was here! Really wish Chris was here. Uh, I said out uh, in the chat I like the draft pick, but I, I I don't know. Like when you look at the players after Keegan Murray, and you just sit back and think to yourself, "Well, this was a nice draft pick, but it's not anything super impactful." Cause now. Jaden, uh, the thing with Jaden Ivey is one of those things of you got Don, you get, you had Davion Mitchell, you got De'Aaron Fox. You traded away Tyrese Kalibur because the backcourt I guess was overcrowded or too crowded. And you committed to De'Aaron Fox, you gave him the max, max contract already. So you have to be committed to the guy. Do you feel like they should have drafted Jaden Ivey and try to make it work out? Or you feel like Keegan Murray was the best draft selection? Cause I, I I'ma give them a B. Just because I like Keegan Murray as a player, but I just felt like for the Kings that hasn't made the playoffs since 2006, you'd feel like they would try to grab an impact player or maybe take a swing on Shaden Sharp. But I feel like, you know, taking a swing on Shaden Sharp, they just probably couldn't risk it. They've already been losing since 2006. So, you know,
1: just give me your thoughts on that, Kyrie.
3: Um, would Jaden Ivey with the Sacramento Kings, be fun to watch. Definitely. Do I think it was the most logical pick? No. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think the Kings made the most logical pick possible in picking Keegan Murray, um, a guy that just gets it done on that, just gets it done on both ends of the floor. And his main calling card is on the defensive end, but he still put up 23 points per game. Getting a guy like that for the Sacramento Kings, where you don't really need the scoring, you just need the the offense. But he can bring offense to you in so many different ways, being able to operate from the mid post, being able to stretch out to three and, and hit threes in transition and in catch and shoot situations. Being able to get up in into guys' grill really at half court, pick the ball and, and take it in for a dunk on the on the opposite end in, in fact in, in, in transition. So I think complete, I think Keegan Murray's got the complete package. I made this comparison in our uh in our mock draft episode. He definitely reminds me a lot of Pascal Sayakum. But he, guys, he also has a lot of Kawhi Leonard in his game to me, man. Just from his demeanor, his, his size, his, his, his strength. Not so, not super athletic. Kawhi Leonard's not super athletic, but he's athletic enough. And he has just that timing and those intangibles that makes, that makes him a great defender. And I think Keegan Murray's got the same thing, uh, the same, uh, substance in his game. Uh, just, just a little rundown. His numbers, like I mentioned, he went from seven points to, to 23 points, uh, per game last season. Um and I and I feel like a lot of that if you watch the previous season a lot of that was held back because Luca Garza was having one of the the greatest college basketball seasons of all time, but uh again put up twenty three points eight boards uh had had a steal and two uh, two blocks a game shot over almost forty percent from three and again he's he's about six eight six nine he's just just the ultimate glue guy out there while wow, able to do just produce so much in so many different ways. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm the, I'm giving the Sacramento Kings an A. Sacramento Kings an A. I'm just so tricky on it because you look at the
0: prospects after Keegan Murray and you're kind of like he, like you said, the most logical. It, it It's nice. It's a nice pick, but at number
3: four, you're in the top
0: I, five.
3: He doesn't then, have that because he's coming from
0: Iowa. It's not even that. I just feel like in terms of, it's a nice fit. It's a nice fit, but it just feels like you want something more. You feel like you just want something more. But hey, who, who really knows? I feel like the Pistons, you know, we'll talk about them in the Eastern conference, but they're one, yeah. I mean, hey, the Kings. And if that's who they're rocking the rolling with. Let's just believe in them. Johnny, talk to me. What's your thoughts
1: on the Kings?
2: Uh, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Well, what's that old saying, fellas? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, they clearly saw something that we didn't. Well, mainly me. Um, I'm not gonna. Well, it, basically, like I. Well with the obvious comparison to Jaden Ivey who they passed up on, I, I'm not gonna lie, I think he was like I, I'm not gonna I, I I don't think Sacramento was stupid. I think I'm assu- I'm gonna assume that they tried to the trade down but they couldn't find a way to do it without like and still getting Keegan. They probably tried to get both, but they just settled, but for like you said, the logical pick. Um I think they did probably try to make a move with to, to no success, but I mean maybe Maybe he can, he's versatile, the versatile, yeah, versatile forward, maybe he can lead him. I, I I do think Jaden Ivey ends up being an all-star first, but like you said, Keegan Murray, he's a scrappy defender, Um, and he actually did become a consistent sh- scorer in college, that 23 points a game, and that's no fluke. This kid can, consistently was getting buckets and locking up opponents, like, I, I got him down for making an immediate impact, like, especially, like, you know, backing up De'Aaron Fox and doing the dirty work and being like, you know, a, a two-way Patrick Beverly, if he could, if he could score, <laughs> so to speak. But, um, I don't know. They they, they do they, they Scout scouts were like talking about his three-point shot a little bit, but I don't, I don't think that's much of a concern. I think that comes with development. Um, I think the Kings with the logical pick here, um, uh, I'm not, Am uh, I the only one who feels like this pick just feels C- like- C plus, C minus bro, I would say. C
3: minus? C minus, C- C- yo my god, this is, yo, this is crazy. C, I, I
0: can't give him a C minus. Oh. C- <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, like what?
0: Be- Like listen, I- I'm still on the fence <laughs> of,
3: I feel- the fact that y'all think Jaden and Ivy would have worked out is it just baffles me. No, I don't think I didn't say that. I said it wouldn't work
0: out. But you think the King should try to make it work out? Oh, God.
3: for what? They tried to the past two years with too many guards.
2: He shot over thirty nine percent for the heard, like, hey, in college. That's my only
3: thing talking about. C
2: minus, bro. Stop. Okay, wait. Right. That's the only, look, right. the only thing I'm giving, he shot like 39% from three his last year. That's Damn. the only thing I'm, that's the only thing I would give him compared to, I, yeah, I think Ivy was a better pick, man. See, oh. minus, minus, oh. you feel better.
3: <laughs> in what case? In what case? Uh. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna start De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, and Jaden Ivy, right? That doesn't make sense. so with that You got rid of Barnes. Exactly, so you get the, oh my god. It's, you, can so the, you can bring Jaden
2: off, you to- can bring Jaden off the No,
0: yeah, no, if you draft a top five pick, he can't come <laughs> off the bench. You, you, you have to start him. It's bad. St- like, he has to, he has to play. Like, you don't, how many times are we gonna keep going back to the lobby? Like, he, he has to play.
2: Kobe, take behind Eddie Jones.
0: Okay, but what other selections could <laughs> the kid <king>? solve, oh, man? <laughs> <laughs> Lodge, I'm gonna swing it to you. What other selections could the Kings have took if not Keegan Murray? And what's your thoughts on the draft selection by the Sacramento Kings?
3: Why would they, it, it, to me it's just, there's no point in trading down for one. Cause you're gonna trade down for who? Uh, who? You're not You're not picking Benedict Matherin over Keegan Murray or Jaden Ivey. And Jaden Ivey doesn't fit when you just paid a max player that was almost, uh, they were pretty much considering Darren Fox an MVP one year, and that was, the thing that was a bubble year when he was going crazy. He was. And he's, he, he's an all-star. Having Jaden Ivey, and they're the same exact player. But that would have been
0: one dynamic. So what, Shaden Sharp, do you feel like it's they, they should have, watch. Be... something good to watch? There's no point in that. Is Shaden Sharp, do you think he would have been Not... a viable option at four? Oh no. Because he's a 6'6 guard, 49 inch, 7 foot wingspan. All three level scorer.
3: You're, you're taking on it on a chance at number four, bro. With somebody that's not proven, you, you you're right. you right. You're right. You're, you're not. You you have another player that's bigger than him, plays way better defense than him, and he's already shown you he's league ready, body and all, mindset on the game and all, bro. So it's like what? I
0: just I, I feel like the, the, the Kings has such a bad. I, oh my god, the Kings I, has such a bad track
3: history. It's like you just got it I, down. I, Instead of just doing some, like, bobblehead, he looks cool. He looks like he do a real dunk. Let's get him. Like, no.
0: Listen, What's I not... like Keegan Murray. Don't get – I'm not – listen, I like Keegan Murray, like Kyrie said, the most logical pick. But I, I something's telling me it, it could have been something more. I don't know what it is. But
3: hey, that's just me. entertaining to watch. That was about it. That's it. Mm. You gonna know, um, grab Jaden Ivy. I'm going to get cooked with any backcourt y'all play. <laughs>
0: y'all got
3: cooked. And I, I, hey, I,
0: don't I, say I, y'all, and that's my team. They ain't my team.
3: S- Come on, they S- <laughs> I, I was scoring any backcourt in, 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 in the West with that backcourt. as weak. Sorry. Weak. So long for them uh-huh. to Devin Booker is cooking them. Luca is cooking them.
1: Oh,
2: Luca.
3: <laughs> And Brandon Ingram is destroying them. Mm. Come on, now. You grab the bigger guy that can give you, actually give you defensive and everything else around the court. Instead of just one thing when they already have it. So right. top-
1: okay, Lodge. Lodge coming in with the heat, man. All right, listen. What grade are you giving the Sacramento Kings? They get a B+, because they only have, like, one other pick. B+,
0: plus, Kyrie. Oh, I'll give him an A can't believe it, but I give him an A. You can't believe it. I, I, I'm giving him a B plus. That's what I said. Johnny said C-minus-minus. Minus. That's a double minus. So, he, Johnny's not enthusiastic about the pick. <laughs> He's not enthusiastic about the pick. But we move on. We slide over to Memphis. They had one haul. They had a bunch of draft picks. But the only one that I felt like That had any substance, in my opinion, is Kenny Chandler from Tennessee. Uh, I feel like Jake, I feel like Jake LaRivia from Wake Forest, he could make some noise. Uh, definitely not sleeping on him, but, uh, Kenny Chandler as a backup guard for Tyus Jones, who's an unrestricted free agent, July 1st. I just felt like he's the most notable pick. They got Kenny, and he slid to the second, and he's another one that slipped. It was like, wow. And the Grizzlies picked him up in the second round? Definitely still one of the steals in my opinion. Uh, Kyrie, talk to me, man. I know firsthand we played against this kid twice. No, three times, actually. A baller.
3: Yeah, we talked about Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Chandler a lot, uh, over this past season, Colin. You know, bro, I, I love Kennedy Chandler. I think he's like a model point guard. And, uh, a lot of people might think it sounds crazy, but I honestly I see a lot of Chris Paul in this game. Just his headiness, just his ability to see the floor to to make the game run at his tempo and the tempo that he wants it, and just the ability to get his guys involved to make his guys look a lot better. He didn't have a lot of a, a whole bunch of talent around him at uh at, at Tennessee, and they played kind of a two guard uh, two guard lineup with uh I can't remember his last name, but his name is Akai. He, he's an up and coming point guard there. And they played a lot of two guard lineups, so he did have to play off the ball a lot. But, uh, his numbers, his, his numbers were solid throughout the season. I don't understand how he dropped so He put up 14 points, three boards, uh, a little under five dimes, two steals a game. He showed what he could do on a defensive end and shot 38% from three. And he was one of the most athletic guards at the, to test out at the combine too. So I, I just feel like that's just perfect youth and perfect. Balance to have, uh, uh, behind a guy like John ja Morant, who, who's a, who's a bona fide scorer and a guy like, uh, Tyus Jones, who, 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 who I believe is going to be returning in free agency. Uh, I think Kenny Chandler is the perfect balance between them two as a scorer and as a guy that can get other guys involved. So I did really like that pick. Um, Jake LaRavia, I didn't really hear too much about till towards the end of the draft, but, uh, I, watching his game, I did end up, I, I did end up uh, kind of liking him. I think he has a lot of scale. He has good footwork. He has the ability to shoot the Rock and handle the ball at about 6'9", 6'10". I think he's a really good player. I think Memphis did a good job.
0: All right, so, guys, uh, Kyrie, I want to stop you before uh, you made some great points about the Memphis Grizzlies, but we just got some breaking news while we were recording. John Wall, the Rockets are buying out John Wall's contract, and he's signing with the Clippers. Okay, this is NBA Draft. We're talking about the future, but we got to talk about the present as well. Uh yo Kyrie this is crazy talk to me what's your thoughts on John Wall going over uh to the Clippers man what is it? Clippers Paul George quiet wow this is
1: crazy.
3: yo I, I fit right I think he's just going to fit in right perfectly I, I don't think you got you I don't think you got to have a John Wall that goes out there and gets you 20 plus points a game I don't think you got to get a John Wall that's out there and is ball dominant if John Wall's jump shot is Borderline consistent. does you have to be all consistent. It's just got to be borderline consistent, so things so things just don't go wrong with the spacing along with him and Paul Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, because that's a lot of star power and that's a lot of buckets that are to be had. But I think he, I think he matches their pace. I think he's, I think he's still a good floor general and play with older guys. We, we got to remember the last two times we've seen him play, he was playing with younger guys in Houston. So I think playing with older guys, more veteran pieces, uh like we were mentioning, like the uh Marcus Morris and, and Zubak, um, I think I think it's a good move for them. I think it's really gonna pay off well. Man,
0: this is crazy. I wall to the clippers, man, I'm about to start playing two K right now and just and see how that works out. Seriously. Nah, let me swing to Johnny. Talk to me, Johnny. What
2: Wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this is a but this this is a this this is a heist. Like man, Are you kidding me? Heist completed. Like wow. Like this this was a swing. Uh I'm reading it here. Uh Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. It got, what they got with they John Wall and the Rockets agreed to a buyout with Wall agreeing to give back seven million dollars in his salary. Um yeah, he'll he'll clear waivers. He'll go ahead and clear waivers and go to LA. That is a move. Like I, I'm not sure what the uh where Kawhi Leonard exactly is right now, but I know as far as that backcourt with uh with Reggie Jackson, like yeah, John Wall, that I think that puts the Clippers up. Like I, I didn't I, when he signed, what was it, that forty seven point eight million dollar option or something like that? What you said, I thought it was I thought that was it right there. But yeah, they so sort he of get seven million of that back and they worked it out. Like that was a move. I I think he how much did he sign for him for? Like, did they, did they unload a lot of that? Did they unload the majority of that contract? Because I think that helps them out a lot. They, that they're paying,
0: could yeah, the Rockets are pretty. – they're buying out his whole contract. The whole they, – they're still he's still going to get paid, but he's going to be playing with the Clippers, which is like killing two birds with one stone. I mean, this Clippers team is dynamic now. You look at the starting five, then the bench. Yeah,
2: man. there you go. Yeah.
0: Nick Batum, Morris, Reggie Jackson coming off the bench to spell off John. Reggie Jackson played well. Uh, You know, it's, this Clippers team is dynamic. Uh Chemistry is always going to be the main focus. Uh, are, are they going to win the championship this upcoming season? I really don't know. It depends on their chemistry and how much they work out. But you got three hard workers in quad: Paul George, and John Wall. So I don't see why it doesn't work out. And John Wall, a lot of people compare Wall to Westbrook. I think Wall... When he was healthy in 2017, 2018, he was a top three point guard. You remember, people used to debate who was the better point guard between Wall and Irvin uh, back in the Eastern Conference. So, John Wall is definitely a, a talent.
2: But one they, of the fastest point guards in the One end. of the fastest. <laughs> Still, what I
0: believe. And, and the Aaron Fox is the fastest point guard, but Wall was up there. Wall was definitely up there. I mean, Lodge, give me your take on this.
3: I'm just finally happy to see John Wall go somewhere where his title contention involves or, or, or just even a slight chance. And I feel like here's probably his best option considering, like, who needed, like, a like an. I don't want to say pretty much an, like a, like an above, like, a high-grade starting point guard. And I feel like Reggie Jackson was kind of just, he was staying afloat, but I feel like later down on the line he'll end up just being, like, our normal old Reggie Jackson team just kind of, like, hit or miss. But I, John Wall I feel like he has a little bit more structure and then with his game, he's just still able to get people involved and still be able to play slightly good defense, which he was kind of known for. Um I really like it. And again, I'm just finally happy to see John Wall go somewhere where he can actually play and, and, and see what he's truly got. Definitely.
0: Uh and I, I'm definitely uh definitely want to piggyback off that lodge. I, I can't wait to see what John John Wall's thirty two. Uh, you know, he, I think he's a little bit past his prime, but he's, he's in shape. You know, the pictures I saw him in recently, he looks like he's still keeping himself in shape. Uh, saw a couple of workout videos, saw a couple of pickup games. I'll bet they are pickup games, but you know, he, he looked great. He looked great for 32. Uh, definitely not James Harden. Uh, he looks fit. So that, that's all the more you can ask for uh i'm re- listen man this nba season is really exciting man I- i'm already waiting for the nba season to start All right so uh that was breaking news that just one time this at the time this recording um this is monday so yeah definitely excited for the uh the nba man really excited for the clippers where do you guys think they put them in the terms of playoffs
3: I mean, it all depends on how healthy they can they can stay. Uh, I definitely see it be a, be a top three, so where top three, top five. Um, okay. but again, it all depends on availability.
2: Okay, Johnny, what you think? Based off availability, like before, I give him a strong four seed. Strong four seed. Got you. Lodge.
1: What seed? Uh.
3: Considering surrounding surrounding teams getting deeper, considering the majority of their, their keepers coming off injury, I can see them top six.
0: <clears throat> top six. six, okay. I ain't mad at that. All right, not mad at that at all. All right, so we got to go back to the uh, futures of the stars now. Uh, Kyrie, uh, you were the last person who spoke. You liked the picks. Uh, you had David. You liked the uh, David Roddy. You liked the Jaden Larivia, and you loved uh, Kelly Chandler. Uh what was the grade that you gave the Grizzlies before he swing it over to Johnny?
3: I gave Grizzlies about a B+ B+, plus.
0: B, B plus. All right Johnny talk to me. Give
2: me what you think about the draft selection of the Grizzlies game. Uh like before like it was mentioned before. I think Jake I think Jake um out of Wake Forest, I think he'll uh be a consistent rotational player. He's got consistent shooting, dribbling and passing. Um depends on how quickly he adjusts to the NBA. Um I think he can make a Significantly huge, kind of like a little bubble burst of, of an impact for for Memphis, like late in his rookie year. Um, yes, but I see him as a consistent contributor. Um, they had scouts had him going a little bit higher than he did, along with David Roddy out of Colorado. Um, didn't have too much knowledge on him, but. I heard I'd, I'd heard from some scouts and i read like a, a small article that he did a lot for Colorado State. Low key, um, he got the Mountain West Player of the Year award and uh, I think this past year had 19 points per game, about seven and a half boards. Um, but my my favorite pick for Memphis Gri- Grizzlies was the one that they had um, got from the um, San Antonio Spurs, 30th pick, Ken- Kennedy Chandler, uh, as mentioned before. I, I, I'm really intrigued by him. Um, his assistant turnover ratio in college is very well. Um, when he's with Tennessee, he, um,
1: I think they were they wouldn't be finished. Eight, eight, eight,
2: and uh, he has uh, a assist uh, percentage of, like, better than 1.5, while at the same time uh, he had, like, an assist percentage greater than 30%. So I see him as an efficient playmaker. I think he can hit the ground running low-key. Um, he, he's my favorite low-key pickup up by the Grizzlies. But um, overall, I D-plus in this draft. They did very well.
1: Okay, strong analysis. I'm going to swing it over to you, you Lash. Give me your thoughts on the Grizzlies
3: draft pick. I feel like overall the Grizzlies did pretty well. The only key thing I was kind of was just looking at, just the draft as a whole, looking after it was finished, I feel like damn near a pick away from Walker Kessler. I feel like, that, yeah, that would have been like a, a nice little, like, playoff bench piece for them later down the line for another rim protector. I would take it off Jaren's hands, even though he's excelling well at it. But overall, I, I give them a just just a, a flat B. I feel like that with, for with the picks they were given, they got nice key pieces for the future, and uh, <clears throat> I, I like to see what they do
1: with them. All right, we swing
0: it over to the Dallas Mavericks. They only had one draft selection, but.
1: Shout
3: out, um. Uh, from the undrafted rookies, the Memphis Grizzlies also picked up my guy, Kenny Lofton. Um, he, he came, he bursted onto the scene, uh, to, to the draft scene kind of late, but he was really productive in college, little undersized for the power forward position and a little overweight at six, seven around, he's probably around 250 now, 260, but he can move. He has good footwork. He's left handed. He's crafty. And I really think he can make this Memphis Grizzlies team and, and, and eventually some point down the line have a role somewhere in the NBA.
0: Listen, man, listen, I I think he's definitely one of the ones that I thought should have been drafted compared to some of these guys, but I want to swing it back to Jaden Hardy. Man, did he fall in this draft. Uh, He played, it was mixed results in the G League. Um, He was originally before the preseason, he was like a top 10. Most mock drafts had him in the top 10, some had him in the top five. He didn't play that well, but I still think he's a bright talent. I think he should have went to Kentucky, should have went to college. But hey, uh, the marriage pick him up. I like it so much. I think he got another steal in his draft, especially the kid so young. Uh, he could definitely go out there and give you buckets. I mean, talk to me, Johnny. What, like, what do you think?
2: Well, um, interesting. With uh, I, I, I like I like Jalen Hardy as well. Um, well, Dallas traded his first-round pick in the Christian Wooddale, but they, they grabbed Hardy in the second round, and they took their shot. They had the opportunity. Um, I like it. He's an he's a efficient bucket getter. Like, he had, a, like, a kind of, like, an up-and-down season in the G League, but, like, his shot-making, space creation, I, I like all of that. Um, I a couple of scouts had him as a lottery talent, but whatever. It's a big swing for Dallas, Um, for, a potentially, like, a big, big acquisition as far as value. Um I think uh what was ESPN's top guard and number 2 player overall in the recruiting class he averaged like what 30 points per game and like nine, boar- nine boards eight dimes, and that's just as a junior at what in high school so he had he- heck of a uh, he had heck of an upside his his accolades are amazing U- USA Nike Hoop Summit team and he played on the on the USA junior men's national uh, team uh, until 2019. So I I think he's got a little bit more experience than people give him credit for. I I think he's a very, very great underrated pick by Dallas. And definitely.
0: And listen, Kyrie, I'm going to swing it to you. Just give me your thoughts on this pick.
1: Um, I really like Jaden Hardy
3: coming out of high school. And I did like the fact that he he went to the – to the G League Nike Squad because I think he had the talent to do so. Um, it was, he had a lot of low points during the season where it didn't necessarily seem like he did struggle uh, struggle with turnovers and read and reading NBA level offenses. And he did have a, uh, he did struggle at uh, finishing at the rim and shooting at an efficient clip uh, close to the basket. So uh, it, it, there there are a lot of question marks, which is probably why he dropped to the second round. I did think he'd probably squeak into the first, maybe. But it doesn't surprise me he dropped here to Dallas. I think Dallas did need a little bit of point guard help. And he does have some talent. I mean, when I think of his play style, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Now, he's he's not as he, – I shouldn't say as shifty. He's not as explosive as Kevin Porter Jr. But he does have that same shiftiness and that craftiness to uh, to kind of create space and to, to, to get jumpers off on the perimeter. He has a nice jump shot. And I think with some time he could he can translate to a uh, to, to a good NBA point guard, but I think that the problem is he's stuck between being a point guard and a shooting guard. But I think he I think he has to lean more towards the point guard side if he really wants to last. I, I think it's a good pick by Dallas. I give it a, maybe a like a, like a B minus. D minus, okay. B D-. minus. That that was your guy.
0: He was high on him. D-, minus though. All right. Lodge, talk to me, man. Give me your thoughts
3: on Jay Hardy. Uh, I love it considering the the possibility of them losing Jalen Brunson. Um, even that, even so, even with having Jalen Brunson still there, I feel like he's even a, a more key piece. Even if they lose Tim Hardaway Jr., another person they had uh, going through injury and going coming into the playoffs, they didn't really get a chance to see him. I just feel like he's a good cleaner piece to fill in to whoever they lose or just add on to. To whoever get they, they get a chance to keep. So uh, to me, I just feel like honestly, I've I thought highly of Jaden Hardy. I felt felt like he was a sleeper guard for this for this draft class. To me, I can feel like for this season alone, I feel like he can end up being a maybe either top five or right outside the top five guard in, in this class, considering his talent and already seeing like maybe not low level but mid level NBA offenses and defenses already for a whole year instead of just going to college and just seeing zones and 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 regular set offenses. So, yeah, I give the Mavs, uh, I'll say, a, a B, a flat B for, for um, drafting Jaden Hardy.
0: All right. Well, now we move on to New Orleans. They picked up Dyson Daniels, G League Ignite. That was what you guys were hoping to get for y'all squad, and I thought he was a great fit for the Pelicans. Uh, I like you so much. I think maybe they don't have as much confidence as Kira, you know, Kira Lewis, Jr., Maybe they try to work both of those guys. One of them has to come off the bench. Um, I like this pick a lot. I love EJ Liddell. The Pelicans, to me, had one of the best drafts, too. I said 3 He's got to put Pelicans. Did four of them. Uh, you pick up EJ Liddell in the second round. Thought he was a first-round pick. That's a steal. Uh, and Dyson Daniels and EJ, EJ Liddell and Carlo Matuk- Matukovic. Can't pronounce his name. Apologize, but give me your thoughts, Kyrie. I know you love the Pelicans draft selections.
3: Yeah, bro, I love Dyson Daniels. I mean, he reminds me of like a bigger like like of a bigger Alonzo Ball. Um, he just does a lot of things out there that I feel like like you mentioned the Knicks really could have used. Um, he has length. He's tenacious on the defensive end, on on the, on the perimeter, and even though he's a point guard or shooting guard, wherever you want, honestly, I think he can play three positions. But he's able to guard down in the paint too, coming from the weak side to get blocks and in to the, in the, uh, collect steals. He's really a smart and, and, and intense defender, and uh, I think that definitely translates well with the Pelicans, who had guys come out there like like Herb Jones coming from the uh, from the second round uh, last year. And being one of the top, as a rookie, being one of the top defenders in the league. And I think Dyson Daniels is going to follow his footsteps. Um, on the offensive end, he does have to work on his jump shot a little bit more, but I don't think he really has to work on that. I mean, I don't think he really has to worry about that. I should say, being around guys like Brandon Ingram, CJ McCullum, guys that can just knock it down. And uh, I think he should rely, just keep relying on that floater game created from the pick and roll and just using the sides against smaller guards. I really love that pick. And uh, yeah, I vouched for EJ Liddell earlier. For them to find him in the second round, um, I, I feel like that was a, a, kind of a steal. He might it, it, he might have some uh, some problem working into that lineup, being that they're they're kind of deep um, in their front court, uh, and he's a little bit undersized, being six, at six seven. But he does have ha, have a, a good wingsman, and um, that's allowed him to put up o- a little over two blocks per game last season. He's put up I think like eighteen points and nine rebounds, something like that. Guy he reminds me of is like a longer Antoine Jameson. He has a nice touch, but he's able to play with his back to the basket. He's a great rebounder. So uh, I definitely like the Pelicans draft picks. I I, I gotta give him an A.
0: We got an A over here. I'm giving him an A as well. Johnny, talk to me.
2: Well, guys, this was, this was an interesting, uh, draft by the Pelicans. Um, uh, let me, I, well, honestly, I like, I like, like Dyson Daniels because of his defense-first mindset, um, he's and he's got size. He's like the perfect player for the for, for the Pelicans with all that offensive p- uh, firepower that they already have. Um, they picked like you got uh, it was a heck of a steal snagging Liddell in the second round. Like that that's some a, that's a, that's a huge deal considering he was projected to go first. Um I don't uh really know much about the Serbia pick. I don't I think he's I, I look at him as a big man with a with that with athleticism that can contribute off the bench maybe. But Dyson Daniels particularly is my favorite pickup by them. Um he's very fascinating. Um he, he can play on he can play off ball, which is very impressive for his for like, you know, rookies coming in. Um, I, I, like you said before, his biggest concern is his jumper. I, I think he'll be fine with that. The Pelicans will, he'll develop with that and he, there's no rush with that considering the offensive firepower, like, a, like I said, that the Pelicans have. Um, but he brings everything else to the table defense, rebounds, he's got a high ceiling and it, like what, 6'6", six, six, but he can defend like multiple positions. So, like, th- th- that's a very, that's one of my, that's, that's my favorite pick, but I do like, I do like EJ Liddell a lot. I do like him a lot. My my favorite thing that stands out for him, I like the Antoine Jameson comparison. It's I look at it as like if Antoine Jameson could shoot threes, he shot 37 percent, like from three ball. Like that's very impressive to me. That stands out from his from his other stats of 19 points, eight boards, blocked about three shots a game, 19th highest mark across the NCAA. Uh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I, I I like him a lot, but his 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 outside shooting definitely stands out for me. But my favorite pick for them is the Pelicans. I'm giving them an A guys all around.
3: Yeah, we, we can't knock Anton James to shoot I and mean, Anton, Anton James can shoot from three. Anton James had a nice shot.
2: Yeah, he had a little he had a little shot. This is that day and age uh, corner, corner from from my recent memory. Corner shot he took mostly. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right, Lodge. I'm gonna swing it to you before we slide over to the next team.
1: For the Pelicans. that's
3: us give them an A. Uh, it, honestly, just heart hurts talking about Dyson Daniels. But for one, considering their their offensive firepower they have, I feel like he's a perfect kind of complimentary piece to build up to become even maybe a, another star player to 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 their t- to their triple tandem almost, or not almost, they have a triple tandem. So, yeah, I feel as though uh, it's it's just a flat-out A. And, again, EJ Liddell, another bench piece to add on, somebody like Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, uh, and and, and Trey Murphy. So the Pelicans are looking real good. All
1: right.
0: So we're going to swing it over to the San Antonio Spurs, one of the three best well-run Coast organizations in NBA history. At number nine, I thought they were going to select Jalen Duran. It seemed like it was the perfect fit, but they go with Jeremy uh, Sochan from Baylor, which I'm not. I was a little bit confused on his pick. I like him as a prospect, and I'm not going to doubt the Spurs because they're another team that handpicked Hall of Fame geniuses from the second round, the first round. So I'm not doubting the Spurs when it comes to that. That's the ninth pick. The 20th pick was. Malaki Brandon from Ohio State. I like that pick as well. I think he'll fit in with the San Antonio Spurs and my personal opinion. I mean, he was actually someone they had in the second round as well, but they was able to, they decided to pick him up at 20. So they saw something there. Blake Wesley to me is definitely the best pick out of, between Jeremy, we got to wait and see because he's the ninth pick, but I'm, I'm high on Blake Wesley. I watched him play against us where he torched us. Uh listen, Blake Wesley has everything you look for in the guard. Six five, long, smooth operator. Uh definitely got a good good IQ when it turns with the ball in his hands. I like this pick a lot. Uh Kyrie talked
2: to me, man, about the San Antonio Spurs.
3: Yeah, it just seems like anytime we talk about the Spurs, we're just always referencing how well they draft and how well they also develop their players. Um I really love the Jeremy Sohan pick. I, that's definitely a Spurs type pick to me. I mean, he, he, when you look at his numbers in college, you didn't—they're not eye popping—but he's a guy you have to—he's a guy you have to watch, and he's a guy you, you have to where you you have to watch Baylor games game in and game out to kind of see what his impact is on the defensive end. And it's just being a six nine, almost six ten, with a uh, Neil, I, I want to say above a, a seven foot wingspan, and, he, and he's able to move across the perimeter and, and and contain a lot of guards. He's also able to. to to maintain his balance and maintain his, his position against against bigs down low. Um his offensive game isn't really there yet. He does. His shot does need a little work, but he he's had games where he got hot from outside. He get he's shown to be able to knock them down. Um he also has got to work on his free throws too. He, I think when he puts all that together, he could definitely be a type, kind of like a Mikel Bridges type of player where you you kinda of, you let him feed off of cuts, you let him feed off of transition plays. You just let him do his dirty work on defense. You let him do his thing, you just let him go. Um another guy I really like that they got was Malachi Branham. Um I honestly thought he was lottery. Malachi Branham reminds me so much of Chris Middleton and in a way Rip Hamilton as well. Um just his his ability to create offense within the mid range, off of screens, off of pin downs. And his jump shot is just automatic from that range. He does have a good, a good three point jumper too, but he really thrives in the mid range. And he's also shown some capability to create others when um, he does that too. And I, I really, I'm, I'm really a buyer in his talent and his upside as an offensive player. Uh, I, what I feel like his, uh, his wild card is on defense, where he does have good length, but he just doesn't have really good lateral quickness. He tends to get, he tends to give up on plays where guys uh, get by him. So uh, I just want to see him work on that. And Blake Wesley, I kind of the same, uh, the same comparison. Good mid range shooter, um, good scorer in transition. Um, he just got to work on his handle and his finishing ability. Overall, I want to get the Spurs. Uh, I'd say, I'd say I give him a B plus. B plus, Johnny. What you think
0: about the Spurs draft
2: selection? um interesting interesting they're they, they're showing a pattern here from what i notice of contributing to perimeter defense with this uh with murray already on the team they're picking up jeremy from baylor who might be the all-around best defender in the draft um i like blake wesley as well as far as defense um he's a lightning quick guard um uh, he's a lightning quick combo guard i'm sorry he can play, can play make and score Clearly, but I like I like him. I like I like those I like if those athletic traits to be transferred to the defensive end. And I think he's with the right team for that. I think they'll um, get him caring about defense, and he'll show showcase some defensive talent a little bit more. Low key, the most intriguing pick to me, guys, was uh, Malachi Branham from the Buckeyes. Like uh, was mentioned before, he was picked to go not well, not too higher than twenty. Like I mean, not too lower than twenty, but maybe like a little bit. Lower than twenty, but six five wing. I like the Chris Middleton comparison. I was gonna go Rip. I was actually gonna go Rip. That was excellent for me because that's exactly who I picked as well. Um, especially with the movement with the uh, off ball movement that he does that he did over with the Buckeyes. Um, the Spurs ended up they keep they ended up keeping that second round draft and they used it to select him. So they clearly saw something. He shot forty two and a half percent, what from three, and had like a fifty nine percent true shooting percentage on about 13 points per game but it's the shot it's the shooting efficiency for me um i think that's a good pick value for the spurs um yeah i think he'll pro- provide them with some scoring which what they clearly needed especially when murray hit the bench
0: all right i think the spurs to me once again one of the best well-drafted
2: organizations yeah. It's solid B, my fault, A Solid B for me for the Spurs.
0: Listen, I, I'm giving them a B plus. I like the draft selection. Lodge, swing it to you. Before we go to the last team of this Western Conference
1: episode, I'll
3: give them a B plus. The Spurs, will for the Spurs, I'll give them a B plus. Considering they got um Jeremy Sohan, I feel like that's a perfect piece for the Spurs. Um, but just just to jump off. And just run off to the, the rockets i i wanna, i want to give them an a i feel like jabari smith j- j- just to start off to me is just like a comparable like the more defensive Rashard lewis type type player um his upside is is great he's a, a, a already a proven athlete i don't feel like his body is too like frail i mean visually he might be but i feel like he he's, he's nba ready to me um and uh, I, honestly i'm just kind of shocked that end well i'm not shocked cuz to me i thought paulo beck Carroll was number one, like, unanimous. But I, I really would have thought was, Orlando was sold on Jabari and ended up falling all the way down to three instead of number one. It threw,
0: it, 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 yeah, I like the A because the Rockets, to me, between them and another team in the Eastern Conference, I'll touch on that when we do that. But to me, so far, Rockets are is 1B and the Eastern team is 1A. I love what the Rockets did with this draft. You picked Jabari Smith, who – Everyone had him going number one. Everyone that was on every mock draft, and the Magic decided to take Paolo. Houston Rockets having Jabari Smith isn't bad at all. I still think he's the best prospect, maybe besides Chet. So listen, Houston got this star franchise player right there. Him and Jalen Green, ridiculous. Terry Easton from LSU, like another strike right there. Just. A long defensive minded guy. Uh, he overlapped positionally with, uh, Jabari Smith, but I'm sure they could work that out. You know, they could put Jabari at the four, have him play at the three. Uh, they was able to get him at the 17. I love what he did at LSU. And then, man, we gotta talk about Ty-Ty. He slid all the way down to 29th. Uh, I, did have, I didn't expect Tata to slide all the way down. Once again, can't coach Cal's offense uh definitely hindered. Uh he's gonna be another Kentucky guard that, you know, because of Cal's Arctic offense gets overshadowed and boom, explodes in the spotlight. Well how do we how do we let this kid slide all the way down? Uh you gotta look at Coach Cal's offense. That's why. Uh I just I feel like they're not too sold on Kevin Porter as a point guard Kyrie, because uh, that's why they picked Tata. And I, I'm really high on Tata. I feel like he wasn't able to show what he could do. Had he gone to a different school where he was the focal focus he'd probably average 20 and give you eight assists and, and those type of numbers that's the type of guy Ty Ty is and I feel like with him going to the Rockets there's are no pressure to become uh, immediately great even though they got the number three pick in Jabari Smith no one expects him to do anything you know and it'll be good for his development to play alongside those guys so I, I'm giving the Houston Rockets an A A plus that's me it to you Kyrie.
3: Um, yeah, the Houston Rockets did a great job. I mean, I'm, I'm going to hop on to what, what you are talking about with Kevin Porter Jr. I initially didn't see him as the point guard for the Rockets future, but why, as I'm watching him over the season, yeah, they're fun to play. But Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, at certain times, you, you've seen him taking strides as an overall playmaker. And I think getting a guy like Jabari Smith definitely helps him out because Jabari Smith can score from all three levels. He has one of the best jump shots in the, uh, coming in from the draft. Um, six, eleven, six, ten. You can find him as a as a uh, as a as a, a, a as a rim runner in transition, and as a, as a lob threat. And uh, he can create for himself. And I think he's a he's a weapon that Kevin Porter Jr. should use alongside with Jalen Green, um Sangoon, Josh Christopher, guys like that. Um, and just show off his playmaking ability because we know we can, we know KBJ can score. We know he can get to a bucket. But I think the Rockets should try to shift him more to a position where he's still being aggressive offensively, but he's finding his guys and he's running his offense in an efficient manner. And I think that's where he'll find his higher, uh, find himself at a higher value. But yeah, I love the Jabari Smith pick. Um, I, I said it from the rip. I definitely felt like Paolo was the uh, overall best player in his draft. I didn't see why guys didn't have him going on number one until the very last minute. But it did seem like it was bankable that Jabari uh, Smith was going uh, was going to uh, Orlando, so I was surprised to see him drop to Houston at number three. But I think they feed off of it. I think uh, picking up Tata Washington, I, I definitely think it is something there when it comes to uh, when it comes to KPJ. I think it is kind of like a okay, you gotta you gotta kind of show me something, or we got this other young guy here too that we know we know Ty-Ty can play, but I. I just don't see like all star potential in him, Colin. That's all. Like I was trying to tell you this whole time, and that's the reason hey, why. Keep sleeping he on you. him, man. Keep sleeping on him, man. Uh, hey, I'm not sleeping on. Him. I'm just showing you what I'm just telling you what I've seen from him in high school, and that's not a knock against. him. I mean, I'm not in high school. Sorry, in college, and it's not a knock against him. But he,
0: but that's what I'm trying to say. He wasn't because he had to play with another guard. That's the same with Tyrese Maxie. I told people this. I'm more than glad he felt to, to us. But I'm telling you, if he was running the point as he naturally made it, that made him a top five, uh, a five-star recruit, top four point guard in his class, he's not sliding all the way down to 23. That's all I'm trying to tell people. So he's, he'll be another Kentucky guard. It's like, well,
3: hey, how do miss he, this guy? Listen, bro, and if, he, and if he does and if he does do well, I'm rooting for him. If he does do well, I'm happy for him. Hey, it is what it is. I'm just telling you what I saw, though, from what I was watching, from what I've watched this past season. But to move on to the uh, to the other pick, another one of my favorite players in this draft, Tari Eason. Um, he led Ellis, he was scoring off the bench. I mean, the guy who won six men of a year. It was one of the best players in the country. And so talk about playing your role. I think he's going to do the same thing here in Houston. You're talking about playing with guys that can pass the rock, like uh, like, like KPJ, like Al Prince who, who who does well with passing with other bigs. And there's also talks that. Kevin Martin, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Excuse me, is looking for a trade. Unfortunately, because I really like how he fit in there, but he's looking for a trade, and I feel like Tari Eason is the guy that they're going to fill right in because he does a lot of the things. He can get above the rim. He can get out of the transition. and Actually, has some handle. He does need a left hand. The guy, the man, doesn't have a left hand, but he has a hell of a right. And uh, he, he, when he, when he puts his head down and he gets to the, and he, he, he goes to the basket. He's, he's hard to stop. And uh, I, I really think he's, he's one of the hidden gems in this class. I really like what the Rockets did. I think they, uh, I think they definitely get an A. All right, okay, uh, Johnny. Last but not least,
0: let's end it off with you, man. Talk to me.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, first of all, A for the Rockets. Absolutely. Um, not gonna lie, Colin. Um, I see what you're saying with Tata Washington. Um, uh, his numbers. Um, Low-key out. He's ranked second on the team last year, and I think he ranked second on the team, yeah, in scoring, assists, and steals. Now, he only averaged, like, 12.5 points with four dimes and, like, four boards, but he was the only freshman in the country to, like, average, like, over 13-plus 13, 13 points or 12-plus points, while at the same time shooting 45% from the floor and 35% or more from three-point range, so his efficiency, I think, is underrated. Um, I really d I think he has a low key upside. I don't know why he slipped this late as well, but that is a great pick by the Rockets, um, low key. Tyree Easton, um, I like him. Um as far as defense is my favorite thing about him. I think he has very good defense and he can play multiple positions and he'll be able to uh space the floor. Um I like he's he's he was considered one of the one of the best defensive prospects, like one of the best, like top five or whatever coming into the draft. And he's got some playmaking upside on shooting as well. Shooting upside, playmaking upside as well. I like that pick. But my favorite, obviously, is Jabari Smith out of Auburn. I I, it was a shock to me that he did come to three. He was he came he was NBA ready on both ends of the floor. Um, And honestly, he was a more complete three point shooter than uh, Pablo was. And that's and I'm thinking that's why I'm thinking he's going over him. Like he hit the most three he, he hit the most three point field goals of any college player listed as six ten or above in the last twenty five years. That's an ESPN stand and that, that was very impressive to me. I said, Whoa. I had to mention that. I was like, yo, this like this kid, I was surprised that he did go to three. Um he'll play inside a little bit, but this kid is a knockdown shooter. And I think he'll get more time than Pablo. Because Orlando, they got a lot of young talent, and I think he'll, I think his playing but he, time is be so right. the number one pick, so I, because they, they're gonna move some pieces. I mean, what? I, Jalen Suggs, France Wagner. I, I like Cole Anthony. I, I mean, I see more to, playing time for, uh, um, for Jabari. I genuinely feel like the Magic is still
0: holding on to some expectation that Folks is kind of resembles at least half of what he was in college. Mm-hmm. But they got Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony is Backups, to folks, you know,
2: okay.
0: quote unquote, bust. But I think Pablo, he's the number one pick. You, you, you got to. As play. far as
2: minutes, you think he'll get? He'll get fed, basically. Like, yeah, all right, that's that's fair. They're, they're I gonna, I, I, yeah. they're I gonna move I say, Some
0: anyway. players, yeah, I see. What you, they're gonna move some players. They're gonna probably mm-hmm. move Obama, uh, probably see what they could get for him. Or I think he's a restricted free agent, or no, he still has uh, a year on his contract. I think he's a free um, agent. I, I believe it. Is he a free agent? Tyree, is he a free agent? I believe he's a free, not a restricted free agent, but or or is that a, a different year? Who
3: are y'all talking about? Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, I I don't, I can't remember if it's restricted or or unrestricted.
0: Well, but they're gonna be looking to move some pieces, so they they got to make some way for the number one pick of the draft. But all right, that concludes episode sixty five of the Restricted Zone podcast give a big shout out to uh my fellow calls, Kyrie, johnny and lodge appreciate you guys for coming on this nba draft episode uh we definitely appreciate the fans that tune in to us every episode uh we definitely appreciate it uh hopefully you guys enjoy this episode as much as we uh, enjoyed recording it you can follow us on instagram uh at on pod yes this platform is uh, is on all platforms apple spotify etc whatever whether your Apple or android and it is free not a centi not a penny so enjoy the episode thanks a lot for tuning in and have a blessed day everybody